Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. That, that should be enough, right? That should just get me out of bed every morning with a big ass smile on my face and go, yeah, you, you got it. You got everything. You got everything that you could, that, that really means anything. It could all go at any minute. You know, I got it all now, but it's not going to, it may not be here tomorrow. The thought that it could all go away at some point just terrifies me. And I feel like if I just keep the chasing, you know, it is, well, I want the bigger business because that'll give us more cushions. So we'll be okay financially. And if it go, if it all goes south, well, then it won't hurt as much because I'll have more of a cushion, right? Things like that. I find that part terrifying. Yeah. The idea that that there's no guarantees, right? It could be for things completely out of my control. Mm-hmm. It, it could all go away at some point. Yeah. You are listening to The New Man, Beyond the Macho Jerk and the New Age Wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Do you feel like you should always be doing better with work, life, etc.? Do you spend more time worrying about the future instead of enjoying the present? And is there a deep fear that the success you have could be snatched away at any moment? Today, I have a fun conversation with a business owner who's done well for himself, but regardless of what he accomplishes, it never feels like enough. Instead of enjoying his good fortune, he's constantly focusing on the future. What's missing? What needs to be better? What threats may be coming? And as a result, he's chronically stressed and overwhelmed. So we dive into his mindset to see what's driving this constant need for more. And most importantly, we help him clarify a version of success that he can actually enjoy. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Pretty funny. I feel like I know you. (laughs) Uh, I started listening to the podcast, I don't know, 10 years ago. 
Wow, was, really? Yeah, yeah, 10, 10, maybe, maybe even longer. I was doing a lot of um uh six hour drives um every week. And podcasts are your friends. I would listen to music and uh, music would put me to sleep. So I started podcasting and uh, I found the new man podcast pretty early on. Wow. And I've been listening to it, you know, pretty religiously. Wow. For, since then, since like 2012. Wow. Well, that's great to hear. <laughs> I love it. You're like, well, <laughs> the podcast will be many sleep, so I will listen to music. I like that it was the other way. So uh, that's exactly <laughs> cool. Right on. Well, I'm curious for you. Um, I was going through your email and the notes that you sent me again, but I'm curious where you are now and what feels like a great place to start our conversation. Where's, where are you? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, when I got your email, I responded because um, I'm at a place right now where I'm feeling more stress than I usually do. I'm probably your, your pretty typical middle-aged guy. Right. With a with a with a pretty typical life for a man. I got married, kids, got a business, things like that. I'm f I'm feeling like I could do a better job. You know, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed with all the stuff that a middle aged guy has going on. And um, and I'm feeling like I could be I could be doing better by my family. Not that I'm doing bad. I don't think I'm doing bad, but I feel like I could be doing better. And that's really why I uh, I responded back to your to your email. Right. How would you know that you were doing better? What's the metric huh. for yourself in terms of doing better for yourself and for your family? That's interesting. What's the, that's a good one to measure, right? Um, <laughs> time with my teenage daughters. Yeah, that's because mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's probably been the biggest change over the last couple of years. I got um, I was it was blindsided a few years back by how much it changes when they hit the teenage years, and all of a sudden they just they're adults, right? They think they know it all. I remember, mm -hmm. you know, what I was like when I was fifteen. Sure, I didn't need my parents, right? I I know it all, and I, and I didn't really expect that from them, mm -hmm. and they're still. They're um, they're awesome kids. I still have you know good relationships with them, but like even just getting you know getting my sixteen year old to, hey, let's go out and grab some lunch, right? Let's go shopping. Let's let's go skiing today, right? Let's see, we got nothing going on. There's fresh powder out there. Let's just go skiing. No, dad. No, dad. No, dad. All right, we'll go tomorrow. Tomorrow comes around. Ah, oh, I'm sorry, dad. I'm, going over to my friend's house this afternoon. I mean, how do you quantify I'm doing right by my kids? But there's something about just being able to spend time with them, knowing that I'm connecting with them and I'm making the most of that time. And I think that's, as a dad, that's probably the one, if, if I had to come up with a metric, that would be the only one that I could really track. Mm -hmm. I like that because it was vague before, right? I could do better. Yeah. That seems like one of those tricky places of better or more. <laughs> yeah. that, that voice within us that's never satisfied. That's interesting, right? Yeah, because better, you're, you're never, you're always going to be able to do better. That, right. That's like, you're never going to get there. Mm. Well, one of the guys who works for me, these guys worked for me for about 13 years now. 
we were talking a couple of years back and, and, you know, I'm going on about, oh, we need to fix this. We can do more here. We can, you know, we can, we can, we can service these clients better here. And he stops and he goes, Hey, just, just sit back for a minute, man. Think of what the kind of stuff we were 10 years ago, what we needed to do. You know, we were down here at the bottom. Now we're way, way up here. He's like, step back, take stock of how far we've come over 10 years. Um, that's not something that comes very easily, right? You're you're always looking at what's your what's next. You're not really looking at at where you come from or what you've accomplished. That was a really powerful statement you, you just made, and I want you to you, you, you use second person language, and I want you to use first person language. I, I, okay. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Go for yeah. it. I will be willing to do that. <laughs> I don't take stock. And things I don't, I don't or whatever yeah. the statement was, but I want you to take ownership of that. Take ownership of that. I guess I really don't. I really don't. Forget the I guess. I I really don't. I'm I'm very focused on you know what's what's coming next, right? Reading the the next uh, you know self help book or blog or something. How do I take my marriage to the next step? How do I take my parenting to the next step? Um, and I don't think I ever look back and go, well, you know, where, what was I like five years ago? Mm. How much progress have I made? So there's this future focus. Yeah. And as you're pointing out, there's not much of a looking back, like where were we? Yeah. But I'm also missing just present moment appreciation for where things are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not much of a live in the moment guy. What what's going on in the moment for you that makes it more attractive to be in the future where there's more and better? There's something about always having something to accomplish or or always having that next goal and working towards that next goal that that's exciting. Um and um not to say the moment isn't exciting or could it be exciting because you know pretty often the moments are the moments are great but i've never really thought of that i've never really thought of the what it is about looking forward that makes it more interesting than just sitting there in the in the present moment and enjoying that it can be a habit sometimes we're just always yeah. more is the is the answer to yeah. <laughs> what we're doing well it's just gonna do more of what i've got but if we're not really connected to why, um, yeah. then it can be a little empty. It's a, it's a bit like that rat racer mentality, which is there's something in the future, but right now is not acceptable. Right now, I, not I definitely have that rat racer mentality, and, and, and I've had that for as long as I can remember. Right? I, I started my, my business almost 16 years ago, and it's, it's always been about getting to the next milestone. Right. When am I going to hit the next plateau and number of clients or amount of revenue or something? It's always chasing that. And and again, we hit a we hit a nice milestone a couple of months ago. And immediately I was doing it in my head. Okay, two and a half years before I can hit another the next milestone. You know, Mm. I I think I think my wife and I celebrated that milestone for dinner that night. Hey, let's have a toast. We made it. That was it. By the next day, it was, what's it going to take to get to the, to the, get to the next one? 
You know, I don't, I don't want to make a problem if it's not a problem, but is it a problem for you to be in that rat racer mentality or that, that oh, like as soon as you accomplish a milestone, there's a clink of the glass and then you're onward again? I, I don't, <laughs> if it's not a problem, let's not make it a problem. So I've noticed it's, it, it recently, maybe it's getting to be a little bit of a problem when I kind of went, all right, how do, well, I'm, all right, so like two years, three years, whatever, till I hit the next milestone. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the energy to do that, hmm. right? What What if I, it was the first time I ever thought, what if I just want to sit here? What if we're good right here, right? I can just, let me just maintain where we are and enjoy this. And immediately I started thinking about, well, all these other guys and, and like the race, right? Well, I could do that, but then this guy's going to, he's going to get in front of me. I don't want to end the game behind him. So I, I got to keep going. Right. Mm. There's, there's, um, so I, I own a, uh, I own a franchise. So there's, there's like 200 other franchise owners. Right. And, and I'm one of the top. Um, but yeah, like as soon as I, it's like I was saying, if I stop, I'm like, oh, I see all these guys right behind me. I'm like, that thought of them leapfrogging me. And hitting that next milestone, the idea of just sitting back and enjoying what we've accomplished and where we are now, it almost felt wrong. And I wasn't sure I wanted to keep doing it. It's like, like it wasn't, I wanted to just sit and kick back, but it felt like if I did that, it, 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 it didn't feel right. It felt like, like the way other people would, like there was definitely this other people looking at me going, oh, he just couldn't cut it. Right. He mm. just stopped. He couldn't cut it. He couldn't keep running. Okay. Let me see if I've got this. So there's this, I get the, that it's exciting to mm -hmm. be moving towards goals and to be on that growth path and to see things happening and changing. And that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then when there's a hint of wanting to slow down and just sit back and enjoy what you've got, there's an element of fear that comes up. Somebody's going to come along and leapfrog you. And then there was also something you said about it being wrong as if you're being judged that, that this was where mm -hmm. we somehow judge you. And is, is it that you were, I want you to help me understand, is it that you're weak or that you were a loser or that you were, couldn't cut it? What, what does that mean? If, if we were to sit back, you know, in the, in the stands as we're watching this game, and then we're like, what's he doing? Mm -hmm. yeah. He's just sitting, he's just enjoying himself. What's going on? <laughs> he's supposed to be playing. He can't be just sitting there enjoying himself, right? What is happening? What's, what, and I want to understand wrong from that perspective. There's definitely that alpha male thing going on. You know, everybody only pay, you know, everybody pays attention to number one, right? Very few people know who number two, three, and four is right and you certainly don't know number five and, and and beyond there and there's there's definitely that sense of well i you know can be i can be number one i have been mm -hmm. i can be i'm still up there um i don't want to be that guy who was you know up there at number one or number two and then you know um faded into the background, mm. right? Mm. As much as I hate Tom Brady, 
Um, the guy knew he almost knew when to exit the game. He might have gone one season too far, but he he almost knew when to get out. Right. As a Bucks fan, I'll let that pass. <laughs> Jets fan all the way. Sad. Okay. Well, I don't, again, we don't want to make anything wrong here, but I want to help yeah. you understand what keeps you in the game. And it sounds like there's this a performance acts aspect to this, of how you're perceived and the power that comes along with that and the, the threat of being irrelevant or losing power or losing status um, is what keeps you pushing, keeps you moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Right? Right, and I was, I was on my own, independent guy for a number of years. I was, you know, I was doing okay, nothing great. Um, and then 15 years ago or so, I joined the franchise. So now there's, you know, like a hundred other guys doing what I'm doing. And immediately, I remember when I went to that first awards dinner, right? And I saw the guys stand up who had like, you know, Twenty thousand dollars. They, you know, the guys who made twenty thousand that month, or fifty thousand in one month. Or I saw the guy who stood up and made a hundred thousand that month, and I looked at him. I'm like, that's got to be me, right? I got to be standing up there with that with that hundred thousand dollar ribbon on there. And then there was the, you know, the pins for the for the guy who crossed a million dollars in revenue that year, and um, that whole awards dinner that first year. And I just remember getting jazzed. Um, and, and it was so different from when I was doing it on my own because you know, doing it on your own, there's nothing to compare me against. You know, it's the, the benchmark is can I pay my bills this month and do I have a little bit of extra money to maybe have some fun? Mm-hmm. And when I was part of that bigger group, well, well, well now the benchmark is, you know, who's, who's go, who, who landed the most new business this year? right who's got the who hit the next revenue number and that i mean that became my goal you know mm-hmm. i was all right i picked my year that i'm gonna hit that that first million dollar revenue point right and and um you know i i i i i knew exactly you know how many guys were making more than me and how many guys and you know i knew on the ladder you know it became that was my focus Climbing that ladder, climbing yeah. that ladder, right? And 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 still is, you know, 15 years later, still trying to keep climbing higher. And and I want to look like a good guy to the, the guys who are below me. But at the same time, I want to make sure the guys who are below me don't pass me. Right? <laughs> I want to help you out, but only so far. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're talking, I appreciate how much you love that competition and how much energy yeah. is there for you and, and how that's fun, how that yeah. brings a lot of energy to the work that you're doing. Not a lot of guys feel that energy in their work. I think yeah. that's great. And then I'm reminded of the question that I asked you, like, what's this metric when it comes to doing a better job or doing more with something like being a dad? Yeah. And it's having me wonder, who are you if you're not competing? Who are you if there's not this scoreboard? Do you have the choice to turn off the scoreboard? Is there, are there other aspects of you that you get to inhabit? Or is that 
kind of all there is. Is that all there is? I hope not. I hope that's not all there is. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Why? Why would it suck? I, why would it suck? You, there, there's other there's other things. It doesn't always have to be a competition, right? I have um, I I got. I got great kids. I got an amazing relationship with their kids. I, I do feel very um, happy being a dad. I feel very satisfied. I feel like I'm for as much as anybody knows how to raise teenage girls, which is, which is nobody knows how to raise teenage girls <laughs> as much as we try to know, feel like I'm doing a good job. And, um, you know, that that doesn't feel like a competition. It's not like, oh, I got to be a better dad than the next guy, right? I don't want to be a, you know, I don't want to be a better, the, the other dads, right, in, the, in their circles. Oh, I don't have this desire to be a better dad. I just want to be the right dad for my kids. I want to be the, the best husband I can for, for my wife, mm. right? I'd like to be the only husband for my wife, right? That that makes you the best, right? You want to be the I want to be the one she keeps, right? Yeah. And so we're back to what constitutes being the best. What is the best version of you? Yeah. What is the best? How do we know what that is when it comes to these relationships? That's a really good question. <laughs> I can tell you for years, most of my relationships were marked with um, drama and stress. I, I feel a certain amount of pride in the fact that um, that's not part of them anymore. Whatever that was, it's, uh, it's, it's behind me now. And, you know, like I, that's buddies of mine saying my, my, my best friend, he calls it uh the great transformation is like, I've witnessed it over the uh, last five years, the great transformation. <laughs> He's like, you're, and this is a guy who's known me since I was like 12, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot less stress and, and anger and, and things just feel a lot simpler now. Yet at the same time, I still feel like, you know, I could be more. <laughs> You know, yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel like I am. Yeah. Hey, I'm a good dad. You know, maybe I'm a great dad. I don't know. But I feel like I could still be doing better with the college hunt or spending time with them. Or should I be, you know, should I know more about their friends and their social lives and then schoolwork and stuff? And I do. But I always feel like 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 there's 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 more I could be doing. Hmm. I've got a feeling you probably felt that way before they were born. Yeah, sure. Yep. That never enough voice. Never enough for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's caused problems over time. So. Well, yeah. And as you started, you know, I remember where we started our call today of feeling stressed and overwhelmed and imagining that there's a voice that never rests where there's this ambiguous more better right it's just like we, yeah. we can't enjoy what we have it's not safe there's something about it that feels unsafe and there's a you got to keep doing more you got to keep there's something unsettling about that as you talk about it maybe that's my own my own shit <laughs> <laughs> that's my own not enough does that line I'm up thinking, with 
Is that you lineup said yours unsettling. At all? Oh, you said unsettling. That 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 felt that 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 felt like it hit. Okay. So unsafe. I don't know. I gotta maybe maybe okay. maybe unsafe. Yeah, I was thinking about the somebody's coming to take my lunch away from me if I relax. That, that. oh shit! Oh hell yeah! <laughs> okay, <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right. All right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that. You know, I'm. I'm. My, my wife will be the first one to to stand up and t- and tell you, I, I'm. I'm a jealous guy, right? Okay. Not not crazy. Not crazy jealous. Not like you know, oh, she's got a sit face on the wall or anything like that. But um, like you, you know, you're jealous of of attention towards your wife from others. For sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if I, you know, she'll, um, you know, if she'll, me- you know, she'll mention. Oh, yeah. Hey, I met this guy, whatever. You know, nothing, nothing, you know, nothing wrong. Right. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I was talking to this other guy I met at a networking event or something. Yeah. You know, okay, fine. Right. And I'll come up a second time. It's like, wait a minute. Why is this guy, you know, this guy's got your email address now? You know, it's, it's like, well, <laughs> Like, I'm a businesswoman, dude. Of course, he's got my email address. He's a potential client. Well, well what the hell? It's time for how him do to I know die. he's not just trying to, you know, have lunch with you? He's not interested in being your client. He wants to take you out to lunch at all. And it's like, dude, okay. stop telling yourself the stories. But yeah, there's there's that, okay. you know, that alpha male thing. You know, oh, this guy will be the next. He'll be better than me, right? Maybe he'll be funnier or he'll have you know bigger business or you know cuter kids or not cuter kids but you know what i'm saying right there's there's that is this part of the overwhelm and the stress is that there's this there's this always this unknown thing a sense of the unknown which is coming and, and possibly unsettling things or threatening what you do have i hate the unknown okay yeah all right yeah, that's where all the threats always come from. Okay, got it. And are you in touch with any of that right now, just in your body? Like, do you feel that, like, oh, it's, it's just not okay. I've got to, I'm constantly vigil, constantly on the on the watch. Yeah, I feel it. it it's a very physical feeling, actually. I kind of feel this, um, not, not, not like heart attack pain or nothing, but I'll be, you know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, sitting at my computer working, and I and I things are happening, and I just feel it start building. It's it um, it's kind of like just physically shoulders, the back, my back, my shoulders, and it gets in there. And um, if I don't get up and walk away from my desk, you know, ten minutes, get outside, you know, go for a short run, or or even just get up and move or something, it it becomes overwhelming. Okay, got it. And can you imagine a life without that? <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I would love to have that. Yeah. Well, slow down. Okay, that's the first answer. But what yeah. if that? What if that overwhelming thing wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Would it be okay? Yeah, would it be okay? Right. I guess that depends. Why? Right. Is is it? Is is it not there because? I've decided, hey, I really like the present and I'm just cool with 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 this being, you know, who I am, just just staying me now and 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 just living this life. So there was no more overwhelm of constantly having a having a run and and get better. Um I mean, I think that would be cool, but I can't imagine I can't af- imagine not. Uh, you know, chasing that next thing yet. So I don't okay. know. 
or is it that it's just you know I I'm just so damn great at the at the chase right that it no longer stresses me out okay it's interesting you you talked about that moment where you saw those people on stage and they were being recognized for their accomplishments and there was something about that story where I can imagine like that it, that that programmed success in your brain like that was success mm-hmm it was a version of that, let's say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're that guy. And you have versions of that success. And along with it is still this sense of stress and overwhelm and never enough. Yeah. Is that okay for you? <laughs> and you got to keep that success, right? <laughs> I got to work to keep it. <laughs> Is that oh. success? Is that? But I want to help you because like, what I want to help you do is I de- is define what your success would be. Mm-hmm. So if your version of success is yes, I get to be that that person who's recognized and at the top of the the food chain there, but I get to also feel chronically overwhelmed and stressed out. Yeah. If that's if that's cool with you, then we don't have a problem here. Yeah, I don't really want to feel chronically overwhelmed and stressed out. Okay. You have an opportunity here to redefine what success means for you at this stage of your life now, what that means for you. There's what that was on that stage. Mm-hmm. And then what does it mean for you to, to essentially define it on your own terms or to define what your game is? And you may not be ready to play your own game to define what that game is for yourself. Mm-hmm. We tend to live in this duality. Well, if I'm not playing that game, then I'm completely just screw. You know, I'm not doing anything, and I'm a total waste. We we create these really weird, catastrophic, all or nothing scenarios. Yeah. But I wonder if there's some space here for you to say, "Look, here I am at this stage in my life. I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. I'm able to earn A, B, and C. And now, what this means for me is, I also want to experience my life differently." Does that appeal to you at all? It it does. It it does. It it um. There are times where I feel uh, just just um, not not that I'm full of shit, but like I'm just being selfish. I love my life the way it is. I, re- I really do. Right. I have um. I have amazing kids. I'm I'm married to the right woman. Took a couple of times to get there. I found that woman that uh that I am meant to be with, right? And I just go, man, I hope my kids find what I got now, right? And and I, I'm I'm running a business that pays all the bills and and gives us a little bit of extra every month. So I, I I'm not, you know, we're not flying first class or anything like that. But you know, I'm not worried about putting gas in my tank. I am blessed, man. I I've got all that and when i look at it that way i just kind of go man just just enjoy that right that's that that should be enough right that should just get me out of bed every morning with a big ass smile on my face and go yeah you, you got it you got everything you got everything that you could that that really means anything it could all go at any minute you know i got it all now but it's not gonna it may not be here tomorrow right what the I don't want that. I don't want it to not be here tomorrow. I know how good it feels 
to have all this right now. There's definitely imposter syndrome. I, I, I know for a fact, I'm not worthy of this. I got a hell of a lot more than, than, than I deserve to have. The thought that it could all go away at some point just terrifies me. And I feel like if I just keep the chasing, you know, it is, well, I want the bigger business because that'll give us more cushions. So we'll be okay financially. And if it go, if it all goes south, well, then it won't hurt as much because I'll have more of a cushion, right? Things like that. I find that part terrifying. Yeah. The idea that that there's no guarantees, right? It could be for things completely out of my control. It it could all go away at some point. Yeah. And is it okay to say that maybe one of the strategies for you when we face that great uncertainty, like uncertainty with a capital U, that the, the strategy, whether it makes sense or not, but the strategy is just keep pushing. Do just not pushing. slow down because yeah. it's not safe. Yeah. That's certainly what it feels like. Yeah, that's the sense that I get is that it's just yeah. not okay. Yep. Slowing down is just, it's just not okay. And then to enjoy it, wait a second, I don't even think I deserve this. So that's another reason why I'm going to keep it out at arm's length that I said, yep. that, you, that yeah. you said there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm starting to get a sense of why it's so damn hard for you to enjoy what you got. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel like there's, you know, there's whether it's you know God or the all powerful or so, some some being up there, right, is gonna look down and go, oh wait, this this he's not supposed to have all this. No, no, that was a mistake. I'm sorry, we meant to give this to the other guy. <laughs> okay, right. So there's this. We can laugh about it, but there's this ability to receive what you have this ability to receive. So there's all this push. I can, I can push, but can I receive? I can effort, but can I receive? Those are, two, those are two forces that can work together. So I'm able to output things, but I'm not able to receive things. And my outputting things is in an effort to outrun the thing that we don't know what's coming, but something's coming, so I better outrun it. And then whatever I do have, I'm not really, it's not okay for me to have. And the divine powers are going to figure it out and take it away from me anyway. So I just got to, I got to run like hell before they figure it out. It's got to keep running. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking back to this thing I did. Um, I went to a uh, seminar a bunch of years ago. It was a guy named T. Harv Ecker. He wrote um, uh, The Millionaire Mind. And uh -huh. he had us do this thing where you just stand face to face with somebody. And they would compliment you. And you weren't allowed to respond. You just had to take the compliment in. And you, you couldn't say thank you. You couldn't say, oh, that's great. You too or something. You just, and it was the hardest thing, right? <laughs> to have someone come up and you go, hey, man, you look great today. Real confident, real strong and everything else. And you just want, you want, I can't just take, I can't just receive that, right? I gotta, you know, oh, thank you. No, damn it. I can't respond. And it's, it's very, it was so hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So here's all this good fortune. Yeah. And I, it's, ah, just, no, can't receive it. And when I look at it that way, I'm thinking, damn, I'm an ass. 
<laughs> I got all this good fortune. I should just shut up and be happy. It's- well, there's a uh, let's let's bring some sympathy to this because there's um you know there's a there's a part of this which is just where we can be outside of our comfort zone. Gay Hendricks wrote a great book called The Big Leap, and in The Big Leap, he talks about our upper limit problem. So we have like a, we have a thermostat, and we like things to be at a certain place in our lives. And if things get too good, we don't like it. We'll disrupt it. And you, you can easily see where people have destroyed their lives, where they've had a lot of good fortune. They win the lottery or the guy wins a championship. And then, you know, three months later, he's blown everything up in his life or whatever. It's, there's these sad stories, right? Yeah. But what's happening, it's, hey, he was out of what was familiar for him. It wasn't, it wasn't familiar. And so if we grew up in environments and our thermostat got set with a certain amount of drama or misfortune or whatever, we might still be operating through that lens. Yeah. And so here's all this good fortune and we're just going to keep it on the doorstep. Like that belongs to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely operating a little bit above where my thermostat had been set. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. It does feel uncomfortable. Right. It's a little too hot in here today. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when I was sitting with you, it was like something feels unsettled. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, I can, re- I'm, I'm, ah, I can sit here and I can receive my good fortune. And knowing there's great uncertainty too. Yeah. That would be what my buddy calls the great transformation, the great mellowing, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that was the, I got to that better place and I got into the uncomfortable zone of the well, life's not supposed to be quite you know this good where where's i'm supposed to struggle more right things like that and and yeah. it 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 mellowed me out for sure and and it it also it highlighted all that oh you know that 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 unsettled of uh, well how do i maintain this now right who am i who am i gonna let down mm. if i can't maintain this i got i got kids i have i got you know i i have my wife i got my brother and my parents and you know I, I can't let them down you know i've raised the bar here now i have to i gotta work to stay at this at this new level mm-hmm. yeah yeah so again we get to help you define what success means for you yeah you've got greater responsibility you've got greater um more good fortune has come your way, but you've also busted your ass. But I also heard that thing in there. There's something in there's like, I need to struggle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I need to struggle. I need to work hard to do that. Right. If I'm yeah. not struggling, if I'm not working hard, if it all comes too easy, all well, that, that's, that's not right. I must be missing something. I must be doing something wrong. All right. I want you to tell on yourself, will you make shit harder than it needs to be? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, Hopefully less than I used to, but oh man, I, yeah, I mean, I, I was a master of self-destruction for years. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what if what we're playing with here is some parts of you, not all of you, but some parts of you that are doing their best to navigate this scary world and they think that complexity and struggle and difficulty somehow even the the ledger they balance the ledger mm-hmm. and they make it okay mm-hmm. but that's that doesn't have to be all of you 
It doesn't have to be all of you. And I can imagine a world where we could bring some of that horsepower that you are expending on trying to create struggle and make shit hard and complex more so than it needs to be to identify the real threats and deal with them head on. You mean not everything is a threat? (laughs) (laughs) It can be if you want, if that's what lights you up, you you told, I wouldn't want to take that away from you. Uh, I'd rather not. (laughs) I was, I was doing a call with, um, this uh this guy who was a mentor of mine for uh, for a number of years and this probably like eight years ago and and uh, we were i was going through some struggles and then he, he called me out on a few things and the one line i remember from that call is is he goes man you you gotta remember you can't fight with everybody hmm. and i'm like but it feels so good to fight with everybody yeah and for you, what is what's enjoyable about that fighting? Oh man, less than well. I mean, I'm happy to say it. It, it I don't enjoy it like I used to for sure. Okay, but there was that. You know, there there's an adrenaline rush, right? There's uh, there's energy. There's power. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm for what it's worth. I'm really good at fighting. I'm really good at arguing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really good at dominating a conversation and things like that. Those are good powers. If you put those powers to good, yeah. you know, that's okay. But there's, yeah. um, there, there's a, there's a big rush with, with that. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've enjoyed that, you know, having mm-hmm. a fight just, just because I know I can win it. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I want for you is choice because right now, if I don't have the choice to be a fighter, or not. If I don't have the choice to relax and enjoy what I have, if I don't have the choice to be present with the people I love, and I tell myself I want to be a better father and husband, but I'm actually not present with them because I'm always in the future. I'm always assessing my performance or whatever it is. It takes me away from them. Yeah. I want you to have choice here. And what I'm recognizing is that there's a part of you that is kind of always ready or a threat, like it's just kind of waiting for this next unseen thing to come along and challenge you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, you have me thinking about uh, something that a great experience I had last year, right? So my my daughter was um, getting her driver's license. She had to do 40 hours of driving with an adult before she could take her road test. And her her mom didn't, you know, did, she didn't want to do the driving with her. You know, she's like, so I got 40 hours in the car with my 15-year-old daughter, one-on-one <laughs> time. And th- there was no, it, there's assessing threats, okay? There's threats all around, right? When you're driving with a 15-year-old. But, but you talk about being in the moment, right? I mean, you're right there in the moment. And it was just her and I for, for weeks driving around, talking to each other. It was, it was very easy. There was, there was really no stress in those moments. Those were some of the greatest moments that I've had in like in the last year. I don't know, and, and I got my, my next daughter 
just got her learner's permit. And I am looking forward to those 40 mm-hmm. hours with her. And it, if I could encapsulate that and go, this, this is the reward, right? This is, this is the important stuff, right? This, this, this is, you know, forget the, the, uh, having a make the next milestone and don't worry about what threats might be coming down. Just enjoy those 40 quality hours that I had connected with someone who was so important to me, that would be great. That would be great if I could take that and just apply that to all these other areas of my life. That'd be fantastic. As you were talking, I was thinking, I was imagining, and this isn't, I don't mean this to sound morbid, but many years from now, when you're at the end of your life and we're looking back on what you are most grateful for, I could imagine you would tell me the story of being able to ride in the car with your daughters. and Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there any part of you that can sense or be in touch with that part of you that is at the end of his life and is grateful for the life that he lived? What would make him grateful for the, the choices you're making now? What choices would he want you to make now? I'm not saying we have to... Do them all, but it, would he want you to do things differently? Can you get a sense of that? So if I'm talking, if if it's if it's hundred year old me, hundred ten year old version of you, yeah, right. And he's like, pull your head out of your ass, or if pull he's your, like, right, right. no, Let's you're doing you great, keep it. fighting everybody, or what, <laughs> what is he saying to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what he's saying to me is um, all those stories that we put in our heads. That's where a lot of the threats come from. You know, I'll see something and I'll make I'll make up a whole damn movie over mm. one little thing. And most of it is a threat. And hundred year old me would 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 tell me to just just stop telling yourself those stories, man. Stop looking at. The worst, you know, the worst possibility ever. Right. Because mm. you see something and I immediately go, what's the worst thing that could that could be from that? Oh, and that's what I got to protect against. And that guy would tell me, get your head out of your ass and, 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 you know, look at, look at, look at whatever that was and, and think the best of it, right? Stop thinking it's a, it's, it's something that it's a threat or a potential threat, you know, and you got to beat it down. Okay. And I can imagine he would, you know, there's a middle path here for you, which is, Hey, I can identify that there's, there are threats. There's things that I need to pay attention to, but this catastrophic thing or this idea that somebody's coming out to get me or that kind of stuff sounds like it's a, it might be, maybe you could identify a line where it's like, oh, I could smell it. It's got to, it, uh-huh. once it goes across this line, I know that. Across I'm, that line, then I can, then I can get my back up, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else is he telling you? He's 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 reminding me of what my youngest one said recently. I overheard her talking to a friend, and she said to her friend, um, "Yeah, my dad he never yells." And I'm like, "What? The? I'm like, wait a minute, I yell? What the hell, man?" And and I was like, "It's got me thinking." I'm like, "When did I stop yelling? I have no idea when it happened, but my kid's perception of me is I'm a guy that doesn't yell." And that thrilled me. Mm. That absolutely thrilled me. And and I think that that hundred year old me is um, reminding me that uh, 
Now, my perception of myself is probably a hell of a lot tougher on me yeah. than everyone else, than the, the people who are closest to me, than their, their perception of me. I'm right. probably a heck of a lot tougher on myself than, uh, and, and see myself in a much harsher light than, than they do. Yeah. You know, as we're talking here, I just get how much you love, how much love you have. We started this conversation and it was competing and it was just like crushing things and just, and you know, just <laughs> attacking it. And I was like, you're just a big lover. <laughs> you got so tell much anybody. love, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, kids and kids and, and, uh, and, and the right partner in life will do that for you. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then what I get that can eclipse that love is this fear. Things aren't okay or things won't be okay. And there's a sense of powerlessness. I won't be able to do anything about it or whatever. Like we just, we, it has us lose, it pulls us away from that love or that ability to love and the ability to receive that love. Well, that's the powerlessness, right? It's, it's the, it's the, can someone pull that love away, mm. right? Can, can something happen that's going to, that's going to take that away and, 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 uh, it's very easy to focus on that. Well, I got to defend against that, right? I got to defend against someone taking, you know, taking all this good stuff, this, this, this love, this, this um, amazing relationships and everything that I got. I got to defend against something else, taking them away and losing those things. Is that true? Is Probably not. coming along? No, Probably not. Really. <laughs> somebody out there plotting right now, like they've got the... The whiteboard and you they're, don't like, think so? no. they're coming to get it. They're coming to get your life. But it feels that way sometimes. It does. It does. And maybe it's just fear of, of what it would be like, you know, if it were to happen. But it definitely feels that way sometimes. Did that happen? Do you already? I mean, you know, I went through a pretty ugly divorce, right? Was, so was that when, part of your life before that? This was 12 years ago or so. Right. Yeah. And, 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 um, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was, it was ugly. It was, you know, war of the roses okay. kind of ugly and it's good. And we're good now. We're good now. We co-parent really well. And I'm really glad that we, we got to that point. Right. Cause, cause we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're taking care of it. We're doing what's right for the kids together. But there was that big threat during that time where, uh, you know, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to see my kids, you know, Wednesday nights and every other weekend. Mm. And man, it, that just scared the hell out of me. Okay. You know, that it's not who I ever pictured myself. I mean, that's not the dad I pictured myself being. I'm, I'm there. I'm the full-time dad. And, and, you know, but I'm also running a business and, and I got to, you know, I got to make enough money to pay the mortgage and you know, time and everything else. And, and, and their, their, their mom was, was a stay at home mom. And we were, you know, the courts aren't always friendly to that kind of situation. And it took a, there was a lot of fear for, God, almost two years mm -hmm. over where this was going to end up and how was I going to fight to be able to stay in their lives at like I wanted to. And it all ended up there. It ended up, it ended up good. And, and you know, their mom and I managed to get to a, to a good co-parenting place. But yeah, I've seen that. I mean, I, I have felt that fear of holy shit, this this might actually become reality. Yeah. And is it 
that you're still in that fight, even though that fight's not happening yeah, anymore? The fight's not there anymore, for sure. But yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably still feeling it. Okay. Yeah. It's as if your nervous system hasn't gotten the message that you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a part of me that hasn't gotten the message. Right. There's a theme through a lot of the, the things that we've talked about, which is I'm not okay. Hmm. I'm not okay. Therefore I have to do a better job as a parent. I'm not okay. I have to do a better job as a husband because so-and-so has his, has her email address. I'm not okay <laughs> because I have to continue to do better than I did last year with the business. There's this, there's, there's, a, there's an essence of this, which is right now where I am is not okay. And that's yeah. a tough place to live. Yeah. It can be, I'm, if things are okay and I want to create other things, it might look very similar on the outside. You might have the same exact milestones and the same exact goals for things. But mm-hmm. the sense of who you are and where you are is, and I'm already okay. Mm-hmm. Not, I got a gun to my head. Yeah, yeah. Or there's a sniper somewhere out there in the trees, and I don't know where he is. <laughs> right. More like that, right? Right, 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 right. I'm okay, and I'm doing these things just because I want to do them. Versus, you know, I'm 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 in fight or flight mode, defend my turf mode, and I got to do these things to to fight to keep the barbarians away. And everything's a threat. Everything's a threat. Yeah. I never, I never really thought of it that way. The, the everything's a threat, but um, yeah, there, there's, there's truth to that. There's definitely truth to that. The, 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 the way I, I've, I see a lot of stuff, especially stuff I don't know, stuff that that's new to me. Yeah. I don't think this is going to get unpacked in one conversation. Mm-hmm. It's common. And it's common with a lot of the successful, quote, successful guys, men and women that I talk to, which is that underneath that success and that drive and that ambition is the need to be okay. Because where I am right now is not okay. Yeah. And usually that not okay thing got planted somewhere early on. Yeah. So there's just always this felt sense of not okay. And so the expression yeah. of that was, then I'm going to do above and beyond what yeah. needs to be done in order to right. be okay. And it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't want to shit on ambition or that. That's not the point, but it is heartbreaking to see people create the lives that they want and not be able to receive it, not be able to enjoy it, not be able to be present for it. That's the sad part. Right. So as we talk to the hundred plus year old version of you, that's looking back on you right now. Yeah. I know what he's telling me. I know what he's telling me because like, like, let's, let's just talk kids again or, or, or time with my wife. And when, when I'm there in the moment, like the 40 hours driving with my daughter or, or just, just hanging out, you know, with my other ones, um, I love those moments. But as soon as those moments are over, there's, I, I don't keep that feeling. I'm always, as soon as, you know, I've moved, you know, to times moved on to the next moment that then it's, 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 it's kind of fight and, and defend again. There's no relishing that, you know, there's no like afterglow or anything else like that. It's immediately moving on to the, to the next. That's where I would want you to have choice. I would yeah. never want to take that fighter away from you. I wouldn't, and I would never want to encourage that, but I, w- I would want you to have choice there. That if you needed to strap on 
and get shit done and take it, take somebody down, whatever you had to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. of course. Right. And also not live in a world where everything's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Like yep. for you to have that choice where you can like, yeah, I, I am okay. Yeah. I am okay. I'm taking a Taekwondo with my youngest daughter right now. Okay. So it's, it's kind of like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer was taking karate with and kids. he's with like a bunch of five-year-olds <laughs> and then there's me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're taking Taekwondo and are um, you beating she's, the shit out of kids? She, uh, you know, they, they pair you with guys your size. So, <laughs> uh, well, my daughter's a belt ahead of me. She started, she started, okay. you know, a year earlier and she, man, she loves the fact that she is a belt ahead of me and sure. always will be. Right. Right. right, right. But, uh, so I'm, I'm there and, um, I'm, I'm testing for my, for my first stripe, my yellow stripe on my white belt. And I'm testing, which means you're in front of everybody, right? And master instructor, he's like, hey, you know, at the end of the class, he's like front and center, right? Bam. I got to do some things, right? I got to do my patterns, some kicks, some punches. And you, you got 25 people just watching you, you know? And it was out of the blue. As I got off, this, um, this black belt came over to me and, and he, he said, you will never be in a safer place than, than right here, right now. And I'm like, man, if you if I could just take that feeling and bottle that up, and and I want to be able to take that out whenever I need it, mm. and and just go, yep, safe place, man, safe place right now. It's all good. So if I were to zoom out, what I what I see possible for you is recalibrating your threat assessment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is automatic. It's in your nervous system. It's, it's almost hardwired. Yeah. So there's different processes to do that. Um, but that would be the first place to start is to just interrupt the pattern instead of going immediately into that fight or flight or yes, everything's a threat. That You would somehow have a script that would interrupt and say, yeah. well, is it? What, what deserves that response in my day? There might be some things that deserve that response. And then you might realize, well, there's other things that don't deserve that response. And they get to bring, they get to experience more of my playful side or my creative side or whatever it is. Yeah. It would be to interrupt that's, that. That's the choice you're talking about. That would be the choice. But yeah. we, we can't do it if um, we're really convinced. Our, our nervous system has us convinced that things are not safe. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I, then the other part is, relaxing and being able to receive the good fortune you have because you could be gone today be gone tomorrow this idea that one day we're going to have permission to receive it is crazy yeah. yeah i want you to eat it up buddy yeah yeah receive it <laughs> i should be you know my dad my dad died too young so he died yeah. too young. He he retired young, which was good, but he 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 uh he died like five years after he retired. Uh, and he was enjoying his life, but man, it was you know, he didn't have a lot of time to do that. And you'd think that would be enough of a of a message, right? Enough of a lesson. You know, you know, you you you, you know you don't know how much time you got. Not to not to make it morbid, but um 
No, I think it's I mean, necessary because it, we're, we're not bullshitting anybody. I mean, all these threats yeah. can be out of, you know, made up, but the, yeah. the reality that you and I are both getting closer to our last days is true. So mm-hmm. we don't have to be scared stiff about that, but it can inform us about how we want to live Yeah, and inform us. How do I, which version of me do I want to bring the world today? Which version of me do I want to bring to the world today? And that you might have to slow down every 10 minutes hmm. and make that choice. I, I kind of like the way that's all coming together. It's, it's the being able to pause, right? Do that little assessment. It's this, this, hey, you know, dude, there's a pretty good chance this is not a threat, right? And, mm-hmm. and which version of me do I want to bring now into this moment? Right? Do I want to bring that guy who needs to fight and defend against everything, or do I want to bring that guy who might go, "Hey, this could be some cool, interesting new experience that I've never seen before, or whatever, or maybe this is just a just just bring the just just enjoy you know this what's 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 going on right now mm-hmm. That will not be easy to do. No, it's a practice. <laughs> You know, we're having a conversation right now about it. The practice would be getting in the trenches and starting to recognize when you slip into these patterns, what gets in the way or what activates them. Yeah. Starting to create goals or milestones for yourself that are in service of what real success looks like for you, not just the metrics on the board, but how you are, you experience your life. Yeah. We would know that, okay, it's great to have more of the money and the recognition, but if it just comes with more stress and overwhelm, hmm, yeah. Yeah. maybe maybe it's time to re uh, redefine that. Yeah. So you'd have different goals or different approaches to your goals. You'd be more in touch with how you feel and start to recognize that's more of your guidance system. And then slowing down. Oh, wait a second. I've been in fight or flight for a while. How do I want to show up here? Right. And we might find that there's things that need to be healed or need to be addressed with, you know, kind of deeper work. But overall, I think just your awareness of, hey, I don't have to play this old game anymore. I think that's just the biggest step. And that's, when, that's what I was encouraging. Is like, do you want the choice or what does success mean to you at this stage of your life? Getting in touch with what this older version of you has to say versus maybe the guy that's on the stage, you know, claiming that ribbon. That's, you're at this crossroads. Yeah. If you want to be, this is, this is the time you say, okay, I've had enough of that shit. Yeah. All right, let's pause the conversation here and talk about some big takeaways, things we're taking away from the conversation, what's possible for him, and then some avenues for getting there. Uh, the big takeaway here is that fear, fear is what's leading his life. There's a belief that if he's not the best or he's not constantly striving for more, 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 then somehow he's in danger. He's decided that winning and constant growth means safety, that it means control, stability, uh, not being a loser, whatever it might be. The cost of striving to always be the best, to always be on top, to always do more is that he feels like he's never doing enough or that there's never enough. Uh, He's always running. He's never allowed to enjoy all the good fortune that he has. He talked about alpha male. He mentioned something about alpha male earlier on in the conversation, but I want to point out that 
this behavior of always being on the run, of always striving and go, 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 running away from something, this is the behavior of a prey animal. Because he's always focused on the future, he's always focused on what could go wrong or how to protect against all of these possible threats, uh, he's missing out on what's happening right now. And this is an easy way to end up at the end of our life feeling like we blew it. So what's possible for him? He has an opportunity here to create and play his own game, one that's not dependent upon comparisons to others uh, in order to feel like he's worthy or to feel like he's successful. He has an opportunity here to find a deep sense of security that's not tied to being the best or always having more and more and more. And the benefit to this is that he would be able to enjoy his life fully and continue to grow simply because he enjoys it, not because he feels like there's a lion chasing him. And this would bring him peace of mind, knowing that he's actually living his life fully, that he's able to enjoy the life he has today and also be excited about what he's creating. So how would he do this? If I were coaching him, the first thing we would do is help him relax this fear. I'd, I'd want to get curious with him. I'd want to help him understand it. This is essentially like uh, a, a child who's scared of the monster under the bed. We, we take a flashlight and, and go look. What, what's really under there? And when we take a look, we realize we're reacting to things in our past instead of things that are in the present. And doing this allows our system to calm down. Hey, you know what? It's not so bad. I'm okay. The second thing we do is explore what he really wants in this life when he's not afraid. He may have never done this. He may have always been focusing on competing, being the best, striving for more and more and more, uh, wanting to find that control, wanting to find that stability. He may not have any sense of what I call our inner authority, who he truly is, what he truly stands for, and what he stands against in this lifetime. So that, that process, we would start to dig in and realize who he really is when he's not eclipsed by fear. And then third, we would assess his life as a whole and figure out where he's out of integrity with this deeper part of himself, where he's out of alignment with this inner authority. What is he waiting to do? What's been eclipsed by this fear? What's not been allowed to reveal itself? We're gonna stop pretending that he's gonna live forever and then we're gonna start doing more of that stuff now. We baby step our way into it. Over the weeks and months, we would create challenges, we'd create missions and little by little, he would start to gain more control over his life instead of letting fear take over. This would allow him to experience a deep sense of peace at night when his head hits the pillow because he knows he's not pissing his life away, running away from stuff. The reality is he's got a huge heart. He's full of love. And I can't help but wonder what his life would be like if he gave himself permission to live from this deep love that he has instead of fear. By the way, I talk a lot about these ideas and this book will make you dangerous. Pick it up if you want to dive into that even further. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.